hello 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 good day to you um you're welcome to this episode of back to eden i'm your host as always sharon and i'm so happy to have you here um i think i'm excited for this episode for many reasons first is gonna be a test of my resolve to actually be honest open and transparent um it's easy to say that but in practice it's a lot more difficult so you have to ask yourself are you really going to give all the details or are you going to edit it and give the version that makes you look good or better and also because it's a it's a testimony episode it's a testimony with lessons and I feel like it would help somebody and for those that knew the story when it happened they didn't have all the details or the context and this episode will make the picture bigger so it's interesting i'm happy to be here i'm so grateful for health i think that for the greatest part of my life was something i took for granted because i just did not fall sick I was not that person that needed to go to to the point that when I was growing up, if I said I wasn't feeling well, they didn't take me seriously because they knew that for the most part, I'll take a nap, I'll shower, I'll start feeling better. But it feels like I've had to pay so much attention to my health in recent times. And at the end of it, I'm just really grateful for health, the health that I've taken for granted till this point and the health that I do have. I'm thankful and please take care of yourselves um take your vitamins eat right fall in love with salads um do whatever you can to ensure that you're able to live as long as possible with a fantastic quality of life very important so yes so today's story (laughs) oh my days okay so i will start with a bit of so i'll start with where i am now and then i'll i will now go back in time and tell the story which will lead into the testimony and the lessons that i learned or what i feel like the holy spirit um impressed in my heart when i was thinking about this situation so um currently presently as at the time of recording this episode I am lodged at the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel in Victoria Island, Lagos. Now, I say that for many reasons. People might say, okay, to brag. Probably because it's a big deal. Again, I'm not paying. So that's, that's a big deal to me. But that's not the reason why I'm sharing it. That is the crux of the story I'm about to tell. So I'm here for an immersion. Um, it came at the time when I needed it because Lagos has been hot and there has been no light. My rechargeable fan gave up on me. So once there's no light, I'm done for. And as someone who has lived in the North for um, a good number of years, at least five years, making that adjustment is wild, right? Um, in the North, for the most part, it's hot, yes, but somehow breeze will still touch you but in lagos it's so like heavily built up there's walls there's everything so it's not as easy to enjoy the natural breeze and all of that um so i say and i mean i i don't know if it's something i've said here but i feel like it should be common knowledge that at the slightest inconvenience i'm running to the holy spirit and i'm like that is hard so i'm I believe that I'm spoiled by God. I'm, I'm, you can argue with your guardian angel. I firmly believe that I'm his favorite baby on the earth. And the great part is, is be it unto you according to your faith. So there's nothing stopping you from being his favorite as well. It's not a, it's not that he has me as his favorite, which he does, and then he can't have any other favorites. I'm just his favorite as far as I'm concerned because he takes care of me. And so I went and I'm like, that is hot. Funny enough, I was just begging for light. I was literally just begging. Like, let light just come at night. If it doesn't come in the morning, it's fine. I can, um, you know, figure it out. But when there's no light, there's no water. When there's no water, you can't take showers to cool your body down. 
it's just a vicious cycle so i was praying just for light at night and now <laughs> i'm in a hotel and i have to turn off the ac because it's that cold and i'm going to turn it on back in a few minutes actually but um i think it's a good place to start by saying talk to god about everything everything let him become your number one just partner trust me he enjoys it i don't know why when we come to god we feel like we have to be very formal and serious and start with father lord king of glory or eternal rock of ages he's your daddy he's your daddy unless you don't believe that he is and which means you're undermining the sacrifice of jesus christ who gave up his right to be the only begotten for to become the first begotten among many so he's your dad you have access to him whether you use it or not is a completely different matter but you have access to him so just talk to him i like that is hot <laughs> it's hot i just need i just need light at night and i'll be fine right i'm not asking for a lot it got so bad that me that i'm, I'm very princess and the p-ish small thing I, I i'm not i don't know how to deal with inconvenience i'm a very soft soft babe i i i'm just soft i mean i know how to abase and abound but i'd rather not abase right um i had to leave my bed leave my mattress and like put like my blanket on the floor and make like a pallet and that's where i was sleeping because the window has better access to the floor than it does my bed because of the wall and i'm like Ah, I really just need light. That's all I need. Uh, light didn't come, but my prayer was answered. And it just goes to show you how God is exceedingly abundantly far above all that you can ask or think. So sometime last week, as at the time of this recording, um, so there's a program I'm a part of and I'm about to start something up and I will probably talk about it in the coming days weeks months but i'm part of an organization and i'm working to set up a sub organization in somewhere in nigeria right and some other people that are also on this journey but from different parts of the world we're coming to nigeria to learn from the organization in nigeria because we seem to be doing a lot and um making a lot of strides uh, we're not part of it because you know we're we're nigerian right someone just said you know what these guys they should be a part of this they're also setting up just like the others even though it's within nigeria and it's not outside or in another country like the rest of them and that's how i received an email and they're like send your details when they said send your details i was like are we traveling outside Nigeria? My passport is about to expire. Let me use it one last time. Uh, but I mean, it was in Nigeria. They didn't write where we were going to be staying. It's an immersion program. So um, I was just like, okay, yeah, for sure. Why not? I would, I'd like to attend. And then eventually I got the details. And when when I saw the program, I then saw four points. And I'm like, okay, we're staying at four points. Interesting. So... I've told you about the experience and the AC and chilling and being fed and having excess food. Meanwhile, it's during the last week of my fast that this is happening my, in my church of fasting. And this is the last week. So we're ending our 40-day cycle. And then you now drop me in the midst of temptation. And I love breakfast. I love hotel breakfast. And looking at this food and I can't eat it. And I'm like, oh my God. But it's a fantastic thing to know that food does not have a hold on you. I think that's also something I said I was going to talk about. But let's move on. So now we're going to the <clears throat> the the story that led to why four points is important. So sometime in 2020, I won't go into the whys of... I mean, that's probably something I'll deal with in another episode. But long story short, I had competed in a pageant and there were 63 um once i say candidates contestants and i ended up winning and at that point when i won i cried like i wept for many reasons again another episode 
or probably going to them but it was a mix of many things but I actually won on my birthday and so apologies in advance to the person involved but it doesn't matter um i think i'm at a place where i i firmly believe and i know that it's okay to state the facts even though i'm not trying to paint anyone in a bad light i'm just stating facts right um so at the end of the contest the night i won um the convener came up to me and said oh um so how it sounded because we used to get like a lot of sponsors and stuff um, for things like that, for contests, which is why there are so many pageants. Everybody is doing one in their backyard. Um, and it sounded like um, Four Points, or the hotel, I didn't know it was Four Points at the time, had sponsored a luxury stay, kind of, for the Queen for a night. And I was excited because um, for the contest, over the course of 10 days, I mean, sharing a room with two other ladies, there were three of us, you know, coming from different places. I mean, it was okay, but it would have been nice to have some alone time, especially for someone like me that was introverted and then was really feeling overwhelmed because, I mean, I won. Once you get back to the hotel, everybody's on you, they want to talk. And I really just needed to decompress and even reply birthday messages because that day was my birthday. Um, so, um, so I was excited at the prospect of a night to myself in quiet surroundings. So we finished the whole contest. I waited. Then he drove me to four points and then I was excited cause, oh my gosh, like four points, you guys, you shouldn't have. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so just walk with me through the story. Um, it's okay if you want to judge, it's fine, but walk with me. And then we get to four points, and I'm excited, and I'm like, okay, maybe he'll just walk up to the lobby, let them know that this is the person they're sponsoring, they give my key, I go to my room, I sleep, right? Because he had told me, oh, pack your things for, for the stay and everything. So I was excited. I actually went back to the hotel I was sharing with. Um, the other ladies and I said oh that these guys actually sponsored so I get a night then I'll come back tomorrow and you know just with you guys and then everybody will go home because people were really happy for me before they mentioned my name people were already shouting like the contestants not other people but contestants themselves that had been you know when they cut down and they asked people to leave the stage they had already been saying it was going to be me and everything and then only for as we are coming down from the Viaco, for the first time, I realized that, <laughs> that this man was carrying a change of clothes. And my head, I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe they gave two rooms, one for the yoga, one for the winner, blah, blah, blah. And then we got to the lobby. I, I didn't hear the conversation at the lobby. We got into the the elevator. I, at this point, I was still hoping against two powers. Like, it cannot be possible that what I'm thinking is what is occurring right now. Eventually, we got to room. I was still expecting, oh, here's your room key. Bye. See you tomorrow. And then Baba opens the door. And he's like, go in, go in. And then he follows me inside. And I'm like, and it finally dawned on me that, ah, what? <laughs> and it was made all the more interesting by the fact that we finished the pageant very late, around like 12.31 a.m. And, you know, waiting to pack up, see everybody. Then now, um, what's it called? Go back to the hotel to get my stuff because I've been instructed to. Um, and then come back and come to Four Points. So at the time, it was like 2, 2 a.m., 2.30, thereabout. I was already tired because it was a long day. Only for me to be met with the weirdest situation of my life. And then it was at this point that Sharon finally realized that naivety can kill you. Like, why in the world did I expect the best of somebody? Because I've been hearing rumors in camp that, oh, you know, this is how this guy is and all of that. And then some girls had said, oh, he had called them to his room and said, how badly do you want the, the crown, blah, blah, blah. He didn't, he didn't do that to me. And we did have a conversation, but he didn't do that to me. He didn't, like, proposition me or anything. So 
I was like, ah. So, but I was like, okay, let me not, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Let me not judge. In fact, the, the pageant from the beginning, although this would be maybe another episode, but, um, the only reason I contested was this was the second edition. The first edition is for a makeup brand, right? It's about your face. That was all they told us. The first edition, I watched the videos. There was nothing like bikinis. So it felt like a clean place to contest. And I'd been involved in pageantry like since my 100 level. I think I mentioned on one of the earlier episodes. So at the point, I needed something to hold on to in a sense. Maybe again, I'll talk about that later. But as at the time of applying, they didn't tell us anything of that nature, only for us to get to camp and they're giving us um, like spots where like sports bras, but it comes as a like a bikini set with like regular panties. And I'm like, I'm going home. Like, this is not what I signed up for. And we're like, no, it's compulsory. You have to take the, because they started to produce those items and they wanted the ladies in camp to model them, to sell them to people and all of that. And like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm, I'm going home. Um, so my camp chaperone was like, don't go. I feel like you are, um, like there's something here for you. So don't go. And so I ended up staying and I think that at the point, also something that maybe put me in trouble if one want to call it that, was that I had felt that I used to leave things halfway, like not finish things. So, excuse me, I don't know where that came from. So it felt a lot like, oh, you started this journey again, you've gotten people to vote for you, now you've gotten to camp and you want to quit halfway. Are you quitting because you don't like what they're saying or are you quitting because you're afraid to go the distance and then not win? So it now became, maybe I should call it ego. I don't know. It just became a thing where I said, okay, I'll see this through to the end. I'll try my best. Um, they made us take pictures like that. I was frowning. I was upset. I was sad. The lady that ended up becoming my first runner-up, she was my friend. And two of us were like, this is not who we are. This is not on brand for us. This is not what we represent. Why Jesus girls will be saying it from the beginning. They know us. Money devotion is us they will call. It's all needs prayer, they will call us. It's all needs advice, it's us they come to. So why are you making us do this, right? And um, eventually, like I said, she became my first runner of such an amazing woman. Um, but then she, she had just gotten married at the time. So she was able to talk to her husband and her husband said, you know what, it's fine. You've done MBGN before, so I think that it's okay if you just do this right now. So she had that permission. I didn't have anyone to call like that or talk to her about what I was going through at the time. And all the other pageants I'd done on my life were non-bikini pageants, right? Um, Miss Nigeria, non-bikini, very simple, very straightforward. Uh, so let's circle back to... The hotel so all of this was now flashing in my mind i should be you would have gone home she be you would have gone home you have coconut head you shall said you will stay till the end and now you've won and it's a bittersweet experience because what in the world is happening on the first night he didn't have a conversation with me we didn't have an agreement nothing i started trying to get a taxi it wasn't working i called my friends and this is why it's important i think this is first lesson to have people that have your back and will hold your hands and pray for you no matter what. Whether you caused it by yourself or it was as a result of somebody else, people that will say, it doesn't matter what's going on, let's solve this issue first before we start asking you what happened. And I called, I messaged my friend, I said, because she was asking me, you know, it was both my birthday and I just won. And she's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. You won't believe what is happening to me and where I am right now. This man booked one room for two people and basically bamboozled me into thinking that it was a sponsorship type of thing. So there's a group I run called Intentional. And she went to the group and she said, if you can, please start praying for Sharon. And those that were awake started to pray. My friend across the pond somewhere in the U.S. was praying. And she was like, don't, don't even attempt to sleep. I was like, me, sleep. She was trying to get me a taxi from her end. She wasn't getting, I was trying, it wasn't working. Then when I now went to the bathroom, I locked myself first. <laughs> then um, the chaperone, the lady that had told me to stay when I wanted to leave before now messaged me. 
and she's like oh how are you feeling the queen are you enjoying your hotel because they were also under the impression that it was a sponsorship type of thing and i was like i remember exactly what i told her i said mama while i wear bone straight to you will not believe what this man just did uh, like so what will i do because in my head i was like if you that said i should stay now i went a while like, you're not here with me right and she said you know what just go out and tell him you can't sleep with a married man blah, blah blah and in my head i'm like why should i be having this conversation what is wrong with the world why do we like i don't understand so um eventually i came outside so he didn't say anything to me he went to the bathroom he now changed to his pajamas that he brought along with him because <laughs> so so there was a chair in the room and i sat down and then when he came out he's like uh -uh, won't you sleep there's one bed for a man i don't know and i'm not related to why asking me won't i sleep i said sir and again i had to be diplomatic because in at this point if anything happens i'm in trouble I just want a pageant. I'm going to have to deal with this man for another year. I can't get out of it. Um, aside from, at this point, I'm talking and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm fully ready for the judgment, but it's fine. Jesus, Jesus is with me. So it's okay to think whatever. That's all right. But um, I now said, because some people are like, oh, okay. I know someone, someone. So the first time I actually like shared this whole story, aside from my friends that knew what happened that night, was yesterday, as at the time of this recording. And when I said it, they're like, ah, dude, I've just gone, dude, I've just I'm like, go where? It's not it's not safe outside. It's not it's just not safe. At this point it's like three AM, three fifteen AM. Um who am I going to tell or who is going to believe me that I didn't agree to sleep with the man as a condition for winning. It's my story against his. People will say, hey, why did you now follow him? Nobody will understand that it was just naivety, thinking that it was a sponsorship as opposed to what he had planned. <laughs> so, anyways, I'll even come back to how I won because apparently I wasn't supposed to win. He had actually had a girlfriend in camp, and when they... He had given them his list of winners. <laughs> then the people that were in camp, the camp chaperones that had seen the tax, that had seen us work, that had seen us do all the activities in camp, and, you know, just how you conduct yourself and everything. The guy now said, when they were asking questions, he's going to ask one question to this girl that this man wants to give his crown. And if she answers it, he'll give her the crown. If she doesn't, he will use the camp scores so he asked her the question i would say it's very embarrassing and she just said a very stupid thing i think she was so confident that she was going to win because she she was her ogre was you know the ogre and so the way she answered even the entire fantasy congregation the entire crowd was like what is this right and then long story short he used his his camp scores and that's how i won I was not supposed to be. It was just a case of rerouting and then the first run up and second run up. And after that edition till today, the man himself always ensures to come and call his winners by himself so that nobody will use fairness and justice again. Um, it's just one of the side effects of, I mean, anyways. So when I said, ah, won't you sleep? I said, sir, you know that today's my birthday. And because we're busy, I couldn't reply messages. And so now I'm just having to catch up on messages. And people are also congratulating me and everything. So I, I but I won't, don't worry, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. I won't. <laughs> so my friend kept checking on me. She was like, are you awake? I said, how can I sleep? She was like, are you awake? I was like, how can I sleep? I'm awake. So she kept at intervals, are you awake? Just make it till 6 a.m. when you can leave. Right, so it was two hours and 30 minutes. Eventually, I believe God had a hand in it. The man slept off. And again, another thing here, a lesson that I'll say is, a soft answer turns away wrath. And I think that the reason why I was able to handle that situation in the way I did was, growing up as a child, um, I had many bad experiences with, in quotes, uncles. So there's so many pedophiles in Nigeria. Let's just start from there. But let's leave it. Um, 
So I had been used to stylishly dodging people that wanted to touch me inappropriately or rape me because I realized that many times when you start to struggle, it's like you activate some fight or flight thing and then they now use force. So if you're calm and it's not an excuse, it will never be an excuse. Whoever does that is a beast and that judgment will come. The Bible was very clear. There's nobody in the Bible that raped another person that didn't die. Shechem raped Dina, died. Amnon raped his sister Tamar, he died. The men of Benjamin raped the concubine. She was even a wife. She was the concubine of some guy. Raped that lady, they died. Like the Israelites had to come and wipe out the Benjaminites. And they kept praying to God, should we attack them? God said, attack them. I can continue over and over. It has never happened that the justice for rape is not death. Because something in the woman dies. And it takes God's mercy and God's grace to bring them back to life. And it changes you, right? So don't go and think that because I said I stylishly avoided, you now go and tell a lady that was assaulted for whatever reason, through no fault of her own. I don't think it's ever your fault because there are two people involved and you take that decision to be forceful. Whoever takes that decision, I'm telling you from scripture, that punishment is death. Don't play. Don't think it doesn't matter. Don't think that because you're under grace, you'll get away because it's very intentional and cruel wickedness. And God loves his daughters, let me tell you. God loves his daughters. You will not believe it. Right? So, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, there was one other example I wanted to add. Yeah, look at the men of Sodom and Gomorrah as well. The moment they conceived that thought the angels were like see we're wiping these guys forget it right so that's an aside and that's a warning but i had learned that being diplomatic was a way of postponing the evil day just find your way maneuver i was a child i didn't have to know that if people had sense right so that's how i responded you know softly i wasn't aggressive i wasn't i stayed far away and in a place that if I needed to run, I can run. But I just um, calmly said, oh, I'm replying message. Like, God help me. The guy now slept off. So I told them when he started sleeping. <laughs> the people that were praying with me. But there was not a problem. Four points. It was cold. It was freezing. I was shaking. But when I went to the, the thermostat to try and adjust the temperature... I noticed that he was about to wake up. So I had to leave it. So I was shaking. I was telling my friend, I am freezing cold. I am freezing cold. And then my friend was like, you know, sorry, sorry. Then I was like, God help me because I can't continue like this. I might have to off this AC. And if this man wakes up, I don't know what will happen. So for some reason, you know, I stood up maybe to try and warm up if I walk about a bit. And then I went to the wardrobe of the four points um yes the guest wardrobe that they have in the hotel as i opened it i saw the softest downiest most comfortable blankets i cried and here is another lesson that i wanted to say that don't think the the mental image that we have of god as our father is completely wrong we seem to think that when you make a mistake, God will not say, hey, you suffer the consequences. I will make sure you suffer so that you will learn your lesson. No. Now, you can say that my crime here was folly or whatever it was. But what the situation on ground was the situation on ground. Now, I needed help. And God helped me. So, that, that just shows you the nature and the character of God. I cried though. I carried my blankets. I took pictures. I sent to my sisters because they're not just my friends. They're my sisters. And I sent. And I'm like, see, see what God just did for me. Look at how he showed me his love by ensuring that, number one, I'm safe. Number two, I didn't freeze to death. <laughs> right? So that blanket was my miracle, was one of my miracles. So I was able to hang in there till, you know, the early hours in the morning. I was ready, ready to bounce. I already, like, got in a taxi. And then the man says, oh, 
let's go to breakfast and i'm like which dirty breakfast who wants to eat with this one but i didn't say it out loud. i just smiled i said okay because i was waiting for my taxi and then we got to breakfast and then the man is telling me oh um um he wants me to work with his company man i'm like me after the first evening you didn't have a conversation with me you didn't seek consent you got a room for two people under what assumption I should work for you for one year. Am I mad? Am I looking for how to escape this pageant winning that I won? Because obviously, this was not what I expected. And then I should work for you. So, again, with a smile, I just said, no, sir. I, I literally just accepted a job role with another company. And, you know, I've committed. I've signed all the documents. I can't quit at this time. And thank God it was true. I didn't lie. But even if I had to lie at that point, I probably would have just said, God, I beg you, at this point, I cannot be around this person. Because when someone threatens your safety like that, you need to be wise. Um, so, so I already mentioned some of the lessons I learned from that episode. That when they say God's love is reckless, people keep saying, oh, God is not reckless. Who told you? Who gives up their son for the risk of gaining more? You don't understand that Jesus died at the time where it was very possible that nobody would have accepted his sacrifice. But the lamb had been slain from the foundation of the world. So no matter what you think you've done, and whether you feel, and I, I feel like this is specifically a word for people that feel, oh, it's my fault. I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have talked to this person. So whatever happened, you're taking blame for it. It couldn't. It could be a different context. It, it may not be like mine. It might not be like a man or one thing. Maybe you signed a document or something like that. I'm here to tell you that the love of God is big enough, is deep enough, is wide enough to cover whether it's your fault. I mean, people call you taking responsibility, but in a way, that is pride. Do you really have the capacity to carry the weight of your sins or mistakes or whatever do you honestly think you can especially when jesus is right there and he's like give me i can handle it and you're holding on to it because you're saying no it's my fault even if it was your fault so his love and his mercy covers everything it's not a it's not a license to to sin of course if you're wise you know that but it doesn't change the fact that that is how he loves you. That's how much he loves you. That even when, like when he left in 99 to save the one, Shebi is the one that walked away. Like walked away. Right? The moment the, the moment the prodigal son, um, so um, my roommate just came back, which is another story that I will tell, right? But um, no matter what it is, whether it was, omission or commission whether it was from just lack of wisdom whatever it was the mercy of god is able and willing to cover all of that and it's up to you to take it um it's i feel like it's one of the highest forms of pride to think that your sin is too big for god to to forgive like really what have you done uh -huh. so um so back to that right i've already shared the other um things that i learned um you know the blanket the, the mercy blanket i think that's what i should call it um the wisdom to handle that situation in such a way that i was not harmed and you know just seeing god's mercy in fact the most i think one of the craziest things that happened with that episode was you know i had mentioned that a picture was taken and they had asked for an interview with me like they wanted to write a news piece and they asked him you know send us pictures of the event blah 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 and when they asked him for pictures it was that picture that he sent to them and because it was online they posted it so when you googled my name that's one of the pictures that will come out one of the first ones and you know people had told me when something gets on google that's the end of the story forget it so when you once it goes on google that's the end of the story uh and i believe that but for some reason i was really sad about it i was like okay yes my 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 commission here or the thing is that i didn't probably 
maybe I should have just continued refusing to take pictures even though it was compulsory and everyone had to take I should have just said I'm not doing this I'm walking away right what, what would have happened even though they, they kind of locked the doors but yeah I could have figured out a way maybe because and trust me I feel like most people don't understand that when you want to blame someone for something that happened for the most part if they are contrite there's no blame there's nothing you can say to them that they've not already said to themselves 10 times over there's no should have would have could have that they've not imagined there's no scenario that they've not tried to imagine as as to how that would have gone differently and for a long time i couldn't even talk to god i was dealing with so much guilt i was so angry at myself i was like look at you you know what are you teaching people i struggled i really struggled um i stopped doing a lot of things that i used to because you know whenever i try i'll just get the hypocrite look at you right and it wasn't anybody else it was you know inner conversation and all of that yes some other things happen externally but that's not the point here um so then one day someone else now reached out to me and was like ah you know i just searched your name i I feel like knowing you that may not be the kind of picture that you want to be published right and i'm like yeah i agree with you but at the time i've been trying for over a year i'd reported to google to take it down but apparently, unless it's like extremely explicit, they don't take it down. I'd appealed a number of times and then they said, the only thing you can do is contact the site master. If they take it down from their end, um, then it can go down. But they don't have the power to make people take things down. And then I, um, um, I went back to the site. I saw, you know, the original post. I then somehow the site master's phone number was on the site i took it i messaged the man and i said um you know good evening sir my name is this is this i'd won this contest but i did not give consent for this picture in particular to be used for this purpose and to be posted and now and i explained to him whenever you google my name that's the picture that comes up and i really don't want that and um he just in a few minutes he's like okay 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 and he took it down so let me tell you, when people say something is impossible, you're looking at someone that something got on Google and it was taken down. Like you don't understand. People say the internet never forgets, which is true. Um, Google does not forget, which is also true. But let me tell you that there is such a provision in mercy that you cannot believe. And when God wants to blot things out, he blots them out completely. Whether it was your fault or not. And again, I feel like this is for somebody again. It doesn't matter if it was your fault. It doesn't matter if you wanted to do it. It doesn't matter. His mercy is able to cover. He sees your heart. He knows how you feel. And he's willing to help you. That's why he's here. Our humanity catches up with us sometimes. But his love is bigger than anything you could imagine to do. And that's on period. Take it or leave it. It's up to you right so the picture came down and that's another testimony that's one that i only shared with a few people that were closest to me because you know i'd cried i i I couldn't even pray about it because i didn't feel like worthy like you know the the way we as nigerians say well you made your bed you lie down on it like that and i thought that that was going to be my cross to bear but look at god look at god um i'm now just getting to the place where i wanted to come to which was the title of this episode is temptation so there are many t's i can't remember okay temptation then time then something else that i can't remember right now because i I didn't intend to spend this long telling this part of the story right um but maybe it will help somebody just maybe um so uh when i now was invited for this program again that brought me to the same place and usually it's interesting that um the organization won't usually once they book hotels for you you're alone in your room you never have a roommate but this time i have a roommate like it's a it's a double room so um two single beds separately and at first i was like you know i usually like my space and everything 
And then it was just a reminder to me that the last time you were here, you had a very unsuitable roommate. But this time, God gave you, like, like by choice, you know, it's just like erasing that memory and writing a new story of my experience with four points. I had to go to the wardrobe and open it. And when I saw the blanket, I just smiled. I used it yesterday night, actually. And um, so, yeah where so i'm back to the temptation where this person was offering me something right because i mean who knows what would have happened if i had decided i mean of course trust me it was never because i've never been that person i would never be that person i in fact at my big age i'm still slightly scared of men so it was never going to happen but what if at the point i felt like oh the only way for me to not be removed and for them to put somebody else was for me to just align and i'm like even the thought is weird to me but what if what if it was another person in that situation right and i'm now looking back and i'm saying and this is the crux of the message that i feel like i was sent to share that for any temptation the devil brings your way, for anything he asks you to compromise on, most of the time is already yours. You already have the capacity to be that or to receive that or to become that. What he does is he offers you a shorter route that would lead to pain later. Um, just like he offered Abraham a shorter route through Ishmael. Abraham already had the capacity to be a father, which was proved by the fact that Hagar got pregnant. But that was not the child of promise and god had to clarify later when he spoke to him and he said your wife sarah she's a part of this covenant thing that we're cooking um he came to offer jesus the kingdoms of the world he came to offer him everything he came to offer him a chance to prove that he was the son of god he was the son of god there's nothing he was offering him that was different right so there's nothing that he wants to offer you that isn't already yours. There's absolutely nothing. And I think that that's something that you should always bear in mind. Um, so if he comes and tells you, come and compromise and collect Jeep, just take it to mean that, oh, you own a lot of Jeeps in your future. He's just trying to make you get it now and not go through process. Right? So... With time, you'll see that every temptation that comes your way was already to give you something that had already been given to you, that was already yours. Any shortcut offered was to give you something you already had the capacity to become, and that's on period, right? Um, yes, this same person. So part of the the wins for the for the pageant was a trip to Dubai, completely free. Uh, until the time came for the trip and for some reason I, now i feel like it's god's hand um emirates decided they were not flying from nigeria again so they kept waiting for the band to leave for the band to lift they were not lifting it then the man i woke up one day and said oh we're going to go through Benin republic so you will now go they will falsify something something then you travel and then you go and you come back and you know they have put pressure on me and they're like you're the queen if you don't go it'll be as if we didn't keep our promises or we're not or we're shady or blah 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 so there was pressure on me but i was like okay i mean and again somebody on the other end will say but you actually won this thing fair and square like you're not begging for it you didn't have to do anything you won And I was like, at some point, I was like, yeah, I actually won this fair and square by the mercies of God. Um, so why shouldn't I go, right? So they did the visa. Then it got to when we were about to travel. And then the man started asking me to add money, pay money, do this one. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to do any of that. Then it got to the week to go. And I eventually told my boss that, okay, I need a week off. And I was interested because we're not working physically every day. We're only working physically two days a week. So I would have only missed two physical days of work. I would have kept working remotely during the trip. My boss said no. He said no. And that was the end of the story. He was not willing to be reasoned with. And just before that, my aunt had told me, 
I don't have peace about this trip. I mean, too, I didn't have peace about the trip. So I was like, I won't go. But I needed a reason to not go. So when my boss now said no, even though I felt somehow, because I felt it was higher-handed, and I mean, it's a trip to Dubai. It's not like you're offering me something like that, right? And I want it. And it's not like work would have been affected, like, in a major way, I'd already calculated the time difference I was going to be available. But with his insistence, I just said, you know what, this is my way out. I'm sorry, I'm not going. <laughs> the amount of insults I received, the amount of stress I went through. But thankfully, that was also the year where, you know, I had mentioned that his girlfriend was supposed to win. Then what he now did was the dummy check that they were supposed to give me for the trip to Dubai. He gave her instead on stage. So he committed himself to giving her a trip to Dubai on stage. Now, um, so she was going. Then he now said, anybody else that wants to come with them can pay money to go. So two other ladies picked. So there were now three. I was going to be the fourth lady. Like mine was supposed to be free. Everyone else would pay or be paid for. So what is my guilt was okay your queens are actually traveling it's just your major queen that cannot show up right and um so the insults the everything but i didn't go and then it just begs the question are you strong enough to stand your ground even when um you feel bad about what you're doing or you feel guilty especially as women we know how to feel guilty so we end up doing things because we feel guilty whether they're good for us or not um so i said no i didn't go and it pained me because a year before the pageant i had done my passport and i had said i want to travel right so when this came it was like oh and it came on my birthday so it was like a birthday gift so there are many ways you would use to what's it called to justify going but i was like you know what i'm not going to go my auntie doesn't feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable matthias said don't go and i didn't even want to go before and then my boss now did not allow me to go out of stubbornness i could still have gone and what will happen when you come back you receive COVID, you say sorry you do your punishment end of story right and i really wanted to travel because i've always loved to travel and then you won one for free you're not paying a dime or you're not supposed to pay a dime and then you now say you're not going and again it just tells you about the fact that um, there's nothing the devil wants to give you that isn't already yours. If you forget anything else I say on this episode, don't forget that. And then <laughs> um, just some months later, I got into a fellowship. And at the time of applying, I was just passionate then i got into the fellowship and they told us that as part of our learning experience we're going to be traveling and it was fully funded again and they paid for everything um you know we had our, our government officials so we had semester code and the point here is i didn't travel then i saw the videos of what was happening like the girls that traveled what they were doing i was like ah jesus i thank you because it could not have been me i i was not going to and then a um so she's like my sister i call her my sister she was working with the man at the time and she now came back home one day and she said she said to me that this man was saying that he doesn't know what's wrong with me that he doesn't know why me i know he's to cooperate that one setting somebody in Dubai had said he liked me and wanted to give me money, that all he had to do was to bring me, and then I would not be doing anyhow. I was like, hey, before you get there now, they will lock inside the room. Again, like the experience I had here, whether I consented or not, would not have mattered, because who would believe that you did not agree? So it would be like, oh, you agreed before, now you're coming to complain because you don't want to follow through, right? Who would have believed me? If anything happened to me, I was in a foreign country, what would have happened? Like, how would I have managed? But just a few months after that, I didn't have to go through Kotonu and falsify anything. Oh, yeah, I think it was if COVID test could just stay for two weeks, like to prove that you are COVID free. So they'll falsify the timing and say you've been here for two weeks and everything. 
and I didn't go to Dubai, I did not die. But the next the next year I was already preparing to go and then I traveled to South Africa and it was so beautiful and I'm going again by God's grace very soon. I don't know how. But again back to it just reminds me of the point I made where the devil doesn't give you what you already what you don't already have. Because from two hundred level I started working with some NGOs and they used to have a lot of trainings in Abuja that I lived in Lagos. So they used to like pay for my tickets. So in my entire life I can count on one hand the number of plane tickets I bought with my own money and I've traveled quite a few times like domestic. And for all my international trips so far, I've not paid five naira. Even the one where I was supposed to pay for my visa, one of my aunties just so we're not related, but like she's like a senior senior auntie big auntie like that she paid for my visa so it's like you must go and you must have fun so i didn't pay for my visa and that's a common thread so the devil offering me dubai with all the stress could already see that from the pattern of my life i, I, I was going to travel the world and i was going to do it without spending money but he offered me an adulterated version first to corrupt everything else because if I had gone on that trip and the kind of videos that I saw them making, when I come back, that's the end. I don't think I would ever have been taken seriously. I mean, I don't know because the mercy of God is real, but I, I don't know what would have happened on that trip. Especially with the information I now found out later. I really don't know what would have happened. So just look at how God kept keeping me and preserving me. And he didn't even waste time to start my traveling I've traveled a few times. I plan to travel a lot more. But that's the mercy of God for you. So in terms of temptation, I promise you, whatever the devil is trying to convince you to take now, he's only convincing you to do it because he knows that you have the capacity to create that in multiple folds in a fantastic, glorious way. Because when I traveled to South Africa, I was with honor with convoy you don't understand i i was i was treated like the daughter of god that i am and i was going to settle for you go by road to kotonu you do this one you really come on come on with peace with honor and glory and whatever god brings to you is honor and there's glory and again one thing that i'll say here that i've, I've seen to be true in many cases is if there's anything that you want to do or take on and then there's a sense of urgency you better do it now if you don't do it now the sky will fall you better do it now just stop immediately stop immediately and say let the worst that will happen happen that's how they scam people they come and tell you about a money-making opportunity and then they tell you today is the last day if you don't sign up today that's the end look at the evidence people are making money blah 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 the moment you put your money is gone because what they are doing with those words is they're activating that greed in you or that need to want to be proved right or that need to want to solve a question to solve an issue fast so as scripture says he that believeth shall not make haste so anybody that is making you to make haste walk away any guy that is telling you uh i mean it's very stupid but how can a guy be trying to force you to have sex with him? So you'd rather on, honor a man than God. Where God can give you peace. I say it and I, I will say it again. God has sons. Like he has men. For every Elijah, there are 7,000 prophets that have not bowed their knee to Baal. You see, the one that you are saying, oh, all these church boys, they like fornication. Any small thing they want to touch you. It's not all of them. It is not all of them. There are so many of them that are holding on to God with all their hearts and with all their might. But you won't see them because you are settling for the crumbs that the devil is giving you to block. Because imagine if the person that would have actually loved you the way Christ loved the church sees you frolicking with this guy that has a bad report. I mean, if you're a good person, yes, it can still happen again. That's a component of mercy. But you don't want to come into that relationship with a lot of regrets, with a lot of baggage, having to unlearn many things that you've learned from being with another person. If you can do clean slate, do clean slate. See, if you can do clean slate, do clean slate. 
Now, what my experience with this pageant did for me was that it gave me compassion because I'm a very black and white person. Like, life is black or is white. There's no shade in between. So in my head, you did it because you wanted to. That's how I was. That's how I've always been, right? But this showed me a side of life that things can happen in such a way that you didn't intend for it to be that way. You had the best intentions, but life happened. And you gotta go on with it. Nobody's going to believe whatever you say. Nobody's going to believe your side of the story and you have to be okay with that, right? But it also gave me compassion. So when people now tell me things that they've been through, I'm not quick to judge it in terms of black or white. I use the lens of the Holy Spirit and the lens of love because I know that I have my own. I have my own scar, I have my own baggage, I have my own thorn in the flesh, if you will. Um, so yeah, whenever you're faced with temptation, give it time, time, time would just ensure that. So oh, this guy saying he wants to marry in three months, but in one condition is that he must see that you're sexually compatible. If I slap you, if I slap, where did you see it in the Bible? I realize someone make you look like a fool. Like you're just allowing it because... There's nobody, I'm sorry, people say it's proud, but there's no man on this earth that is worth my relationship with the Holy Spirit. Not to come between me and God, ah, no, my brother, you go. You, you need to leave immediately, in fact. Don't waste time. Leave now. Um, you want to get a job, and then the guy say, your condition is you must sleep with him, for instance. It's a very common one. That's why I'm using that example. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, okay, so when you not get the job, do you think it will stop? Do you think that people in the office will not know that you slept your way into the office? And do you think that you're going to rise without sleeping with anybody else? It's a vicious cycle that never ends. Don't even start it. Um, somebody's telling you to give them money as a bribe to get into a place. You will continue to bribe them and they'll continue to make ridiculous demands. It's human nature. Or then they'll start threatening you with exposure. Like they're going to expose you if you don't do what they want. You know what I've learned? If anybody's blackmailing you, tell them to do their worst immediately. You know why? In the end, they will still do that worst. If someone is saying they will expose you for, if you don't give them money and give them once, they'll keep upping the ante. They'll keep asking for more. Until the day where you gas out and then you can't give them again, they will still expose you. So... One of two things, if someone is doing that to you, expose yourself first of all. Just go and meet people and say, this is what happened. Full stop. Yes, this is my guilt. This is my culpability. End of story. You take away the sting of it. Look, nothing that is secret won't come out. So it's better you expose it early and allow the thing heal than you expose it late and then the gangrene would have eaten and then they have to cut the leg off. Don't let anybody threaten you. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, tell them you can go ahead and do your worst. You can go ahead and release it. You know what will happen. Look at the Bible. There is no not sin that anybody did in the Bible that did not write it. Even laughter that Sarah laughed is in the Bible. Moses killed a human being. He was still Moses. Paul was consenting to the death of Stephen. He was still Paul. So really, have you killed anybody? Even if you've killed anybody, you are, you are in good company because God seems to. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a very naughty joke. But anyways, so what I'm saying is there's nothing you've done that hasn't been done before. The woman at the well had married five, five times. Do you know what it means to date, to marry five times? And then you not give up and say you just cohabit and she was cohabiting. And Jesus still looked at her and saw one of the greatest evangelists. Don't let anybody tension you. There's nobody that isn't useful, that isn't dear to God's heart. No, no single soul. I don't care who they are and what they've done. But if anybody's threatening you with something that you did before, that you feel, oh, it's so bad. Look, imagine the worst that can happen. Imagine that has already happened and just damn the consequences. Expose it. It will end there. Look, you take away the power of blackmail once you speak. End. Just, just... The freedom, eh? The freedom that comes with that. Let me tell you, it's unmatched. And that's just facts. 
and as a lady is also why it's important to protect yourself don't say yes to anything you don't want to own in terms of in the future would you look back and say yes i'm glad i made this decision if the answer is no if you're not even sure just don't do it and i'll give you an example um, monica lewinsky had something with bill clinton Shebi, he came out, he came out, he came out. He said, I did not have intercourse with that woman because he didn't have intercourse, presumably. But he did other things. He had physical contact, right? Um, and in the end, the whole world, last as they forgave Bill Clinton, have you? They shall forgive him. He, Monica Lewinsky, I think she eventually wrote a book and she said since then she was never able to get a job. So women... The world is not as kind to us. The world is not as forgiving to us as it is to men. So two things. Use your head all the time and hold God with all your might. I've already told you a part of my story where a picture was taken down off Google because I actually spoke with a friend of mine that works in the press and it was like usually once it goes up, it stays up. And I was like, I'm the exception. So, but don't let it get there. That still cost me a lot of hurt. It still cost me a lot of pain. It still cost me a lot, period. I was, you know, it doesn't matter. I was sure. It cost me a lot. And that's all I will say on, on that point. So, maybe I should have fought harder and said, you know what, to hell with you guys and your, your contest. Maybe, because I didn't want to do it. If it was someone that had done enough pageantry to be okay with showing skin is different i was never that person i don't even like short sleeves i don't like sleeveless clothes i'm not i love form-fitting dresses but i don't like dresses that show skin because they make me uncomfortable and then i mean you now you now have do an, an about turn and you have the same person that's comfortable to take pictures in a sports bra and a pair of panties it's not me but who is going to believe you that's the end of the story so you owe it to yourself and to god to protect yourself at every point and do what is best for you no matter who is making that request it's only the holy spirit that should guide you into areas that look like gray areas right aside from that see stand your ground you're god's you're god's favorite you're god's favorite so don't 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 waste his investment on one stupid person. You want to give me a job? Are you are you the first employer on the earth? Get out, get out, respectfully, but still get out. So I've talked about temptation. I've talked about time. I've talked about the mercy of God and how He can reach. And I'm at the place in my life now actually where what God is doing is He's. Is erasing a lot of the pain that I had experienced by taking me back to those places and doing something. Like now, I'm back to four points. I'm back to four points with honor. I'm back to four points with a good roommate this time. Most likely the next time I come here or any other place, I won't share a room because usually we don't share rooms. Um, I'm back to four points. I saw the blanket which made me remember the testimony. I'm eating good. The, day, the times I'm allowed to eat because I'm still fasting in church. But I'm eating good. I have access to food if I want. That's all I'm saying. Um, there's nothing really that is hid from me. The opportunities that the devil wanted to make me take that would mess me up, that I chose not to take, God is bringing them back with full force and with honor. And again, if you, don't, if you forget everything else I said, I'm here to remind you again, that the only things the devil will offer to you are things you already have. He's a master at selling you your own property. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. There is no temptation that is not common to man. Right? There is no temptation that there is not a way of escape out of. Just talk to God. Whether you feel like, oh, it's your fault, so God is not going to answer you, so you better just go with it. If you ask him for help, he will help you and on that note i feel like i've said a lot i hope that this has helped someone i hope that it brings deliverance i hope that it prevents someone from making a stupid mistake i hope that it brings healing and comfort of some sort to anyone that may need any part of this as comfort um and i pray that you would probably have stopped someone from doing something stupid i sincerely hope so
I sincerely pray so. But yes, God can wipe away your sad memories and give you good ones. Whether in my case is by going back to the hotel or like in David's case, going back into Bathsheba. This time as his wife, the Bible, first time they called her Bathsheba Uriah's wife. By the time she was pregnant for Solomon, they called her Bathsheba David's wife. And out of that same place, like there was something, the riddle that Samson gave the people, he said, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the something, something sweet. I can't remember that word, but if I remember it, yeah. So out of the eater, something to eat can come out of, out of, you know, like uh, Pastor Crystal Van Song, out of the ashes of the dying today, there's a breaking of a brand new day where the Son of God will be glorified, yeah. The name of the Lord will be glorified. And that's exactly it. So don't be afraid to re revisit those pain points. Don't be afraid to go back there. If God is taking you back there, go there, excavate it. Let it heal from the inside out. And you'll be so surprised at how much more different, how much more free your life will be. And never forget, for every temptation you experience, give it time. Time would solve that problem in such a way that you would not believe it. So on that note, thank you for listening to me. I apologize if the background sounds. I, I don't think I want to add music. I may, I may not. So if you hear music then and you get to the end, I decide to add music. Um, but um, if I don't, apologies for the background noise. I'm not at home. I'm at four points, okay? Enjoying AC, okay? <laughs> yes, I'm getting a break from the heat that has been hitting me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always showing up and coming through. And I hope to see you again next time. Bye.